Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. The ones that we're not talking about, like yeah. uh, Halloween 2 or Halloween Resurrection. H2O. 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 They named the movie yeah. after water. Welcome back to Film Fanatics, where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. And welcome to Season 3. I'm Gal. And I'm Alan. This week... We have a bit of a spooky fanatics episode for you guys. Where we're gonna take a look at the whole of the Halloween franchise, as well as the newest Halloween Ends, directed by David Gordon Green and starring Jamie Lee Curtis. As well, are taking a look at the new Marvel fan favorite, Werewolf by Night. Yeah, it's really great to be back in the studio and, you know... This is a really fun episode coming up. We're looking back at Halloween in comparison to um, if the new trilogy does it justice because we just watched Halloween ends. But first, let's start with some movie news. Marvel has announced a whole slew of uh, release date shifts. So because of the whole debacle that's happening right now with Blade, Blade lost its director. So Blade has been postponed to September 6, 2024. This was formerly Deadpool 3's date. And it's been delayed by about 10 months now. Yeah, and Deadpool 3 was just announced that it was going to this date and it has already moved. I was very unhappy about that because I wanted that to be my birthday present. <laughs> I guess I'll, get, I'll have to settle for Blade. And said Deadpool 3 will move from September 2024 to November 8th, 2024. Fantastic Four's reboot, which was on that day previously, is now dated for Valentine's Day 2025. Avengers Secret War, which Gal has previously complained here that it was uh, unreasonable to have it six months after um, Avengers The Kang Dynasty, has now been moved from November 2025 to May, th- May 5th, 2026. That's such a goddamn long from now. And they reworked their show, Armor Wars, into a movie. So it's now going to come out in theaters. I guess like it's it's probably going to be the least, one of their lesser exciting movies. Uh, not that I don't like Don Cheadle. I yeah. just, like, I, I know you also kind of share this sentiment. It just like doesn't have much going for it in terms to of be, hype. To be fair, I'm... I'm. I rather have this than having to watch eight hours of Armor Wars. Maybe, but <laughs> but if you're making it into a movie, maybe get uh like Ironheart to be the main character at this point because she's sort of maybe like maybe it'll be both of them. That would be cool, honestly, because I feel like I have a feeling people are gonna really like her in Black Panther two and her yeah. own show. Liam Neeson is in talks for a Naked Gun reboot, and the movie's gonna be. Directed by Akiva Schaefer, who also directed Hot Rod, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, a movie that I really like. I love that and, movie. And um, the Chip and Dale movie, which apparently everyone really liked and I, I never watched watch it. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so Liam Neeson would probably take the role of what? Leslie, New- Leslie yeah. Newson? Yeah. Frank Drebin is Frank the character's Drebin. name. I'm, uh, I think we've talked about how much we can't stand reboots anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I won't go into that. But let me just read you. We could have had it worse because apparently Paramount wanted to reboot it originally with Ed Helms, uh, which is just kind of weird. Yikes. 
or um, I guess Seth MacFarlane is involved in the writing and producing now also. Um, which I don't okay. know, man. Just do a new thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I like Liam Neeson, but it seems like he does the same movie now, like three times a year. To be fair, that that would be a different type of movie. Yeah, that's why, like, if they make this with Liam Neeson, I'd at least be excited to see him like be both funny and action heavy in it do you as opposed to like do you think oj simpson's coming back for a cameo (laughs) thirdly we have uh the new spirited trailer for apple tv plus came out starring ryan reynolds and will ferrell it's a holiday musical comedy type thing inspired by a christmas carol we just watched the trailer now before we record it and I have to say, it looks fine. And I'm glad I get to see it at home. Because it's usually like with Christmas movie and like holiday movies in, like in general, I enjoy them more watching them like at home. It seems like a movie that I would put on if I've like had a long day and I just don't have brain power to watch something that requires like patience. So I just put on Spirited because there's a lot of like Christmassy stuff and it's these funny actors that you can trust. I'm always excited to see Will Ferrell. I don't know. I've been kind of scared that Hollywood's starting to like milk Ryan Reynolds playing like the same like Deadpool y yeah, kind of role. Like, I really like Free Guy, but after Red Notice, I was like, are they going to just do the same thing with him? After you had to play that horrible Deadpool character in Lo- in uh, in Origins of Wolverine, you deserve all the money in the world. Yeah, not to mention the terrible uh, Hitman's Bodyguard movies or Six Underground. Go get it, Ryan. Go get your money. Uh, and lastly, and maybe, I guess, the best news out of all of these, at least in my opinion. We're getting Murder on the Orient Express 3, which we've probably gotten a bunch of times before. But it's like the reboot of... This is actually a reboot that I think we both like, right? Yeah, I liked um, both of the movies so far. Yeah, I I didn't think they were either of them were great, but I enjoyed both of them thoroughly, like as murder mysteries. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh is directing it once again and starring as... Hercule Poirot in A Haunting in Venice. And the cast this time has Tina Fey, Jamie Dornan, Michelle Yeoh, and Jude Hill, who starred as, like, basically the the fictionalized embodiment of Branagh in Belfast. So he's bringing him back. Because, like, Belfast was sort of a semi-autobiographical movie about him growing up. Jamie Dornan was in it, too, as, like, his dad. Um... So honestly, I'm just in like I like these kind of movies where someone gets murdered and one out of 10 people could have done it. Like that's just a formula that usually works for me. The second one, I actually managed to go in theaters with my family because I was visiting home at the time and we we enjoy it. It's like a fun like family fair, weirdly enough, because it's like about murder and stuff. <laughs> but it's the kind of thing that my family enjoys to watch uh, together. I went with my grandma, and I think it's fine to say this because the movie's been out for eight months, but I think she was upset that Gal Gadot was the one who gets murdered halfway in and that she yeah. just like wasn't going to be around for the rest of the movie. But I actually like the new one a little more than the first. Oh, do you do? Yeah, like for they me- were both all right, but I, I think I enjoyed the second one a little bit more, even though... I don't like how both of them take so long to get to the actual murder. But I did enjoy the cast slightly more in the second one. Uh, Except for a certain person. No, no, he's coming back for for the, for the a haunting in Venice. Army Hammer uh, getting he, resurrected from the dead. Both him and uh, O.J. Simpson are coming back <laughs> this year. 
So, Halloween Ends just came out, uh, directed by David Gordon Green. He directed the last three Halloween movies. I guess we should start with the original one, uh, from 1978, directed by John Carpenter. And that's my favorite horror movie of all time. I love uh, the direction, I love the soundtrack, one of the best horror soundtracks of all time. Michael Myers scared the shit out of me the first time I watched it. Uh, I started seeing him in my windows, it was scary as shit. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, John Carpenter gave a masterclass here and Jamie Lee Curtis was great in one of her first big roles. I actually only saw the first one. Like I think we've talked about this yeah. in our last horror episode. I got into horror not that early into like my movie loving career. Yeah, me too. I only got it in my 20s. So I only ended up watching Halloween 1978 a week before the 2018 one came out because my friends said they wanted to go see it. So yeah, I, I really like it. I think it's fantastic. And I think um, I haven't seen all the sequels. Like I haven't seen any of them that aren't canon anymore. So the ones that we're not talking about like yeah. uh, Halloween 2 or Halloween Resurrection, H2O. 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 They named a movie after water. Um, so I haven't seen any of those. And I don't know if they're like... I hear they're kind of bad. I think H2O has its fans. But I think that's Yeah. It. So it's weird because Halloween and then Halloween 2 are like its own thing, I think. And then the rest are like a different canon. Because I think... Yeah, this Jamie Lee Curtis character gets played by someone else in Halloween and Halloween 2 from the 2000s. Yeah, so no, because that was weird. a complete remake slash reboot from Rob Zombie. But then Halloween and Halloween 2 are its own thing. And then 3, 4, and 5 are without Laurie Strode. And then um, they did like a... What they did with the 2018 one is like a requel erasing the other movies. Which H, with H2O and whichever one came after, I think it was Resurrection. And then they did that again with 2018 where it's just 1978 just and then... to all horror movies until we die. I mean, maybe if they want us to forget uh, the shitty, like, late 90s, early 2000s era of horror. Yeah, but I mean, this one has not been well received either, so... <laughs> yeah, but basically what I love about the original that um, is how ordinary everything feels, and just, like, out of that comes, like, this very, this very gruesome crime of just this one guy going around and stabbing people. Like, I feel like by the time these sequels came, we were... We were very like normalized to seeing it happening in the movies, yeah. so it can become more cartoonish. But you, but it can feel a lot scarier and more real and brutal in that original. Yeah. Um, sure. uh, not only is Jamie Lee Curtis amazing, but I really like Donald Pleasance's character in the original, who's like Doctor Sam Loomis, and he has to give a lot of exposition. Yeah. And he's like evil this, evil that. Um, about like because yeah. he studied Michael Myers and everything, and nobody believed him. Yeah. And they they had a similar character in the 2018 one, and he was boring. Wasn't it the same one? No, but older. <laughs> he was like his student. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I I haven't watched uh, Halloween 2018 in a in a while. Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is it's hard to get a really like exposition heavy character interesting, but he's great, and he complements like the the less knowledgeable slash like capable against Michael Myers characters really well. When it comes to like, for example, not all the classic horrors I love, like A Nightmare on Elm Street, I think is great, but I don't think it's as good as some people say. This, I think, is, and the original Scream, I think, are as good as people okay, say. that's fair. Halloween night. A small American town. 
15 years ago. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. With the recall era of the 2020s came Halloween 2018, directed by David Gordon Green. Halloween 2018, I think we both really like, right? I think Halloween 78, I would give a 10. And for 2018, I would give a solid 8. I'd say 7 for 2018. But yeah, it's still it's still a fun movie. And I think, I think this one got to balance a little more, like being a little humorous and cartoonish but also scary um i do think some of the side characters in it are still terrible i think it really nails like uh this whole like how she was affected all these years after facing this tragedy and how like she had her family's best interests in heart in like training all this time even though it made her daughter sort of distance from her. Yeah. And she, she did that so well. And like, there's a scene where she's like yelling in the car when she heard that Michael Myers escaped from the bus. As much as it's not as perfect as the first one, I have to admire what David Gordon Green and the whole gang did here. Uh, it kind of retreads the Halloween story, but in a, in a, like a modern movie, but like with a lot of, like visual homages to the to the original one also there's this really one like smart character in this movie there's a scene where michael myers like pops out and stabs the babysitter and the kid just goes oh shit and runs straight down to get help and like if every horror movie character was like that like good for you and yeah i would have loved if it just kept on going in that direction (laughs) yeah so are you ready to talk about the worst one yeah halloween kills I actually didn't end up watching this one in theaters. Me neither. Um, just because, I don't know, I think there were movies at that time that I was more interested in going to. And I didn't really like the direction they went. Whether it was like... I felt like it just didn't let itself stand as one movie enough. And it was trying too hard to be the epilogue to the last movie. Yeah. But like a bridge between this and the third movie. And I also didn't like that Lori was just in the hospital bed the whole time she even wasn't though, the main character <laughs> yeah she's like the, she's allegedly the main focus of the trilogy but here she's like just chilling in her hospital bed and then we get far less interesting characters going like evil dies tonight and then there's this whole subplot that goes that becomes like sort of the main climax of the second act uh where there's this mental hospital patient who's like running free in the hospital or i think this person was like affected by michael myers or something like that. No, he's he was in the bus. Oh yeah, so he, he escaped was one of the too. Criminals, the, the only other criminal that ex- yeah. that escaped. So people think he could be Michael Myers. That's right. Which so is the stupidest shit. They ever. were paranoid about because him because he's a stumpy little guy. He's fat. He looks nothing like Michael Myers. Michael Myers is a tall ass dude. Judy Greer was good also. She was great. And I like how she took more leadership against Michael Myers. If and anyone was gonna be like the actual like protagonist of this movie and wasn't gonna be Jamie Lee Curtis, it should have been her, not yeah, that guy. For sure. And I will say, even though I think it's the worst one, I think it has some better like Michael Myers kills moments than oh, in Halloween ends. Kills. Like the last third of that movie is actually, in my opinion, really good. I, I think everything after the whole hospital thing, like as soon as that ends, and it's just Michael going fucking nuts. Yeah. 
I love that, honestly. I did not hate this movie as much as everyone else did. To be fair, I watched it in like a Friday afternoon doing nothing like two days ago before mm -hmm. going to watch the new one for the first time. And so I think I had such low expectations that it actually surpassed them. I was like, oh, this wasn't that bad. Let's review the last one, Halloween Ends. Uh, again, directed by David Gordon Green and written by the same writing team. This one was a bit of a mixed bag for me. Because, like, <laughs> I liked it a little more than Halloween Kills, which isn't saying much, I guess. <laughs> but, like, I love the directing style still. I love uh, David Gordon Green. And um, I like the beginning. The beginning is insanely good. Like, the first sequence. The first scene, I was like, what the fuck is amazing. this happening? It's like, what the fuck is this movie? This movie's like, going to be something else. But then it isn't. <laughs> uh, and the final, like, two sequences, like the final battle and all that, I love that as well. And there's some things we sprinkled in the middle that I liked, but I didn't like the direction that they took in, and I unfortunately can't be more direct than that because of spoilers. This character, Corey, has such an, like, interesting progression from, oh, this is an interesting introduction of, like, a different kind of character... To, I hated him so much. Like it was more of a script problem than a than a character slash. I think it's more problem. than what they gave him. I even get like the story arc that he goes through. I understand it. Like it makes sense in the movie. I just wish they didn't give him the story arc. <laughs> like if this wasn't a Halloween movie, it wouldn't bother me as much. Yeah, like if this was sort of like a dark teen. Uh, like morally ambiguous thriller with like noir aspects. This could have worked so well. Yeah. But it being a Michael Myers, uh, Laurie Strode finale movie, I was like, where is this going? Like something like this would have made more sense in the second one. Because if you're, if you're yeah. trying to do a filler anyway. A lot of questionable decisions in these last two movies. Yeah. I'll be honest. There's also... I think there's some parts that really became like unintentionally funny in this movie. Yeah. Um, I think Gal left so much. Like most people were scared shitless sometimes and Gal was like laughing. So for this one, I will give it a six. Um, maybe <laughs> six and a half, but probably just six. I'm being brutal on these movies. And I would give uh, Halloween ends a four. Jesus. Um, look, the final battle is good. We're not going to get into, because obviously the big suspense in watching this movie is does Michael and or Laurie die at the end? So we're not going to get into that. But it felt like, it felt like, like I said, the 2018 climax uh, final battle felt more like a, this is everything the franchise has been leading up to more than this climax because it was, this one felt more like, oh, there's all this other plot going on, like you said. And then out of that, just by chance becomes the final confrontation. Yeah. The ending itself, I agree, is really good. Uh, and the uh, and also the beginning because it's also like it's very surprising and like very egregious and very like oh fuck <laughs> like probably one yeah. of the best scenes in all the Halloween movies like yeah I think sure. our both of our jaws dropped in that beginning yeah. scene you pretend like you moved on but you're actually just obsessed with death what are you gonna do when Michael comes back for you because he is coming but this time, something feels different. He's more dangerous. 
Okay, let's move on to something that we both liked a lot more. And it's a little more accessible. <laughs> yes, um, because it's not on fucking Peacock. You can watch this right now on Disney+, Plus, which most people have. So, even Israel now has it. So, so, I think when we left, Israel didn't have it yet. And now we have it. So, that's good. Uh, it sucks, and I still use my VPN. But, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, I'm not going to make two separate accounts. Yeah, that's not happening. That's so stupid that they made us do that. Uh, anyway, so, Werewolf by Night is the first Marvel Studios special presentation. So, anyway, this one is directed by Michael Giacchino. You might know that name. Especially if you're a film fanatic. He is basically the best or like modern uh, uh, s sound guy in Hollywood, I guess. Uh, uh, I don't quite agree that he's the best. Modern. But he's like working now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like there's still Hans Zimmer yeah, Hans and there's Thomas working. Newman. Yeah, there's a lot of guys still working. And Forget about that. But still, he was one of the best. But he's accomplished as hell. Let's just say that. If you look on his resume... He's got Ratatouille, Incredibles, Up, Inside Out, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, Zootopia, Rogue One, um, Doctor Strange, Star Trek, The Batman, Planet of the Apes. The Batman score is goddamn fantastic. I hope he gets nominated for it, honestly. This is his first time directing, which is really fun. Uh, and he directed basically like a classic monster movie from like the 1920s and i fucking <laughs> love that this halloween you can't escape the shock the terror of werewolf by night tonight it is every hunter for themselves good luck i'll be rotting for you but one of you is a monster masquerading as one of our own. Honestly, uh, this is exactly what Marvel needed now. I've, I've been more positive about Phase 4 than a lot of people. But Werewolf by Night I felt like really great about. What's the um, best Marvel thing in a while? That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe, again, this is unpopular. I think I might have liked Doctor Strange 2 a little bit more. No, me too. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. I guess since then, because yeah. we've had some stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and within 50 minutes, they really get an interesting story down. Yeah. Like, we haven't spent as much time with Gael Garcia Bernal as we have with some of the other actors in Marvel. And still, we, we feel his charisma and his energy, and I just loved his performance. Yeah, and I think this is the way to go, honestly. I think there's some things that if the story doesn't warrant a movie or a big TV show, like a long TV show... Doing something like this is like, honestly... They better do this for the Agatha Coven of Chaos or whatever, because I really don't think we need a whole Agatha show. I, I would hope so as well. Unless... And then it could also be something, some like weird horror-y thing with like a Coven of Witches. Yeah, that would be actually really fun. And if they release it maybe next Halloween, that Ooh. could be fun. Uh, but yeah, I really loved it. Uh, the script is pretty tight. I love the gory action scenes yeah it got i think they got away with it because it's black and white yeah but i think it's the most violent mcu thing ever and i was all in for it and i like how the dialogue got like old-fashioned and weird and yeah. like there's this creepy cult leader who says all this weird stuff and it gets creative and yeah. that's what i liked about it it kind of seems like you were watching a monster movie from the 30s it's crazy yeah it's crazy it's great yeah 
And there's this one part that I love. I think it's in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler, but um but where he's like basically they're trying to communicate with this monster and they're like just call him by his name. He's like what's his name? Ted. <laughs> yeah, that's that. from the comics and it's uh, it's so fun to see like where I realized and also like Ted from the comics he looks exactly like that. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy how good it is. And that's not special effects. That's like a guy in a... Not a guy in a suit, but like... It's like a monster that they created. Like IRL. It's yeah. not like a... It's not digital. Yeah. So I'd honestly be in for this. Like even a... Like I know it's now a movie, but even like a War Machine uh, special instead of a whole movie or show would have been yeah interesting <laughs> no i get that uh i think there's some things that would have been better as sh- as like a special um i'm blanking r- right now on what i would do with that uh there's a rumor going around that that's how they're going to introduce the x-men they're going to do a special for like each x-men and that would be really fun so hopefully we'll, we'll get to see a lot more of those it's also a one and done we don't have yeah. like the Massive expectations that a weekly show uh, dawns on us. You wanna see this, darling? Please don't do this. Death is coming for you! Okay, so this do we done? That's our first episode done. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, this this week we might release two episodes, or the next one might come next week, where we're gonna talk about She-Hulk. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thank you for joining. I'm Alan, and I'm Gal, and thank you for tuning in to our Halloween special. 